Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayesh, year number 275. Um, we're going to talk today about protecting the interactions that you have with your world, with the world around you, with your friends around you, whether it's emails, whether it's your body language as you're interacting with people, and with every interaction that you do, just like you honor HaKadosh Baruch Hu, knowing Him in every step of the way, you also, as a husband, as a wife, you honor your husband and wife in every way you interact in the world. I read up recently of a pastor uh, you know, that unfortunately had an affair and lost his, um, whatever you call it, uh, his position based on his ministry. He lost it. He fell. Unfortunately, you have that a lot, not just with pastors. You have it, unfortunately, in um, our circles also with, with, with some Rabbanim who fell. So we're human beings. So here's a particular pastor that lost his ministry, lost everything, and fell really down and had an affair. And after processing it, um, they asked him, you know, when, what was the turning point? When did you hit that point where you fell? So he acknowledged, you know, he, he, was, he liked motorcycling and he had in the parking lot, so he used to use a motorcycle. One day, um, you know, he did his sermon, whatever it is, they came out and they went to the parking lot and he was with a bunch of people then and he was ready to go on his motorcycle and one attractive woman asked him for a for a little ride, you know, wanted to ride around with him. And uh, there were people around, so it wasn't like it, he was alone with them. And he so he figured, why not? No big deal. And uh, so he took her on the motorcycle, arms around him, and just took a couple of rounds around the parking lot here and there and then whatever it is. Later, he had an affair with this woman. And it became public. He lost his ministry. Big Yerida. And then we, when they asked him, you know, later, you know, after, and he thought about it himself, what was the moment when you really fell and slipped? And he answered, the moment she touched me that first time. That was the beginning of the end. At that point in time, there was something within him that there was an emptiness or something in him that was not fully healthy or something within him that was a lonely uh, part of him. And the moment that this woman touched him, you know, he he fell, and that that was the beginning of of the fall, because what happens very often, and that's why boundaries are so important, is because all of us, it doesn't make a difference whether we're not Jewish like this pastor, whether we are Jewish, whether we're Torah observant or not, whether we are in the business world or whether we are in in the of being a Rebbe or a Mechanech. It makes no difference. There are always going to be times when we're not 100% ourselves, when we're not 100% emotionally healthy, when we're not 100% doing well in our relationships with our husband and wife. And that's normal life. doesn't mean there's anything really, really wrong with the relationship or the marriage, but in every marriage, in every relationship, you'll have your ups and downs. And the problem is, is what happens is, is we usually only put these gedarim, these boundaries in after something bad happens. But in reality, what one needs to do is needs to put in these boundaries long before something happens. Because we are all human. 
We all are weak in nature, no matter how strong you feel you are. We all have nisyonis in these things. Chazal knew what they were talking about when they said, they don't need my haskama. And we all need protections, and we all need to have these protections in place. So when you are feeling weak, that is where you see these, these boundaries help you so that when there's moments where you are feeling weak, when there's moments where you feel your relationship is floundering, you know, you had a rough patch, you're protected. You're protected because you have these gedorim, these safeguards in place already. And you don't have to worry about going on the wrong path because you know you're going to ride out the storm. You already have those gedorim in there, so things that you don't feel great right now, but you will be protected. Because what happens with affairs and all these types of things, they don't happen in the blink of an eye. It usually happens very gradually when you drop one boundary and then you drop another boundary and then you drop another boundary little by little and then uh, the result accumulation of all these interactions of small things here, there, a day, a, a minute here, a minute there and, and a boundary here and a boundary there and then you realize how you fell into a vicious cycle. No one wakes up one day and wakes up and says, I want to get divorced today. I want to have an affair today. doesn't happen like that. Is these little decisions we make that could take weeks or months and sometimes years, these little changes that change who you are and changes the dynamic of the marriage. It's not the big, the big uh, you know, terrible thing that takes place it's a gradual progression usually and um what happens is is therefore to make these gedarim what's necessary is is to make these boundaries some are anyway dictated by our taira and by chazal and even when it's not one needs to do it and one of it is that you loop in with your husband and your wife and be open to each other and if you have emails and texts, you are open to each other about exposing each other to your own, that your texts back and forth. Now, let me make this, make this clear. Let's say you're an accountant and you're, you're working on a work paper and someone needs a certain schedule, okay, uh, whatever it is. And, you, and the, the other person that needs it happens to be a female and you're sending an Excel spreadsheet of an analysis to someone in the opposite gender doesn't mean that you you know you need your wife to 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 observe that type of a email or the other way around or if a store a cashier you know someone's in a cashier in a store interacting as people are going in and putting in the groceries paying the cash or whatever it is or 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 whatever you're doing doesn't mean that in every interaction with the opposite gender you need your wife or husband on top of you but when it comes to more personal relationships, the people who connect that it seems to be innocent, but it's personal, it ends up often in relationships in ways where you didn't anticipate. And that's human nature. It's just simply human nature. If you have a personal, even if it's a not deep relationship that starts out friendly and you feel vulnerable or lonely or whatever it is, you fall in, you, you are likely and more prone to fall into the trap of getting into danger. Therefore, in general, for those who are not on social media right now or are not on Instagram or any of those things, it's best probably that they don't start. And the ones that are already on it, social media, Instagram, they really, really, truly need Gedarim, real strong boundaries in those areas where firstly, 
whoever is on it, whether the husband or wife, the other one needs to be totally, fully exposed to be able to see it anytime they want. So, of course, one of the boundaries, which is a halacha anyway, is simply you do not spend time alone with someone of the opposite gender and keep the hilchas yichud. And no matter how old-fashioned it, it, it seems, and no matter, it's not a matter of that all of a sudden you're with somebody that means automatically you're going to have a physical affair, but it makes no difference. It's irrelevant. It weakens the, the whole situation by that, okay? And very often, uh, that is the key to what fell when they interviewed whether certain rabbanim or certain pastors or whatever it is that fell into these affairs, fell into these physical relationships with their congregants and people that met them, it started off simply because they slipped on this idea where they originally said, I'm never going to be alone with someone opposite gender no matter what. And they ended up violating that their own rule. And little by little, this is what happened. That means also, again, it may not be halacha, may not be technically usher, but it's just simply good advice that you do not go out with a lunch alone with the, someone from the opposite gender. A man should not go out for lunch with a woman, a co-worker, even if it's just purely about business. It doesn't make a difference if it's the same age, not the same age, whether you're attracted to them, not attracted to them, they're old enough to be your grandmother. You make that ironclad rule regardless. No lunch or with someone, a woman, if you're a man, a man, if you're a woman, even for work, there's no need to have that. No need to have that interaction with the opposite gender. And um, because you need to realize, and this is a big aside, every interaction that you do in this world is really a matana from Hashem. It's an asset. It's a commodity. It's a gift. HaKadosh Baruch gives you the energy and the kayak to interact with people, and he wants you to choose it wisely, and it's a matana to choose it wisely, and it's actually freeing. You see, what happens a lot of times is, is when a couple is not yet in that mode, they look at when you have to see my internet history, and I have to see your internet history, or you read my text, and I read your text, there it seems to be like there's a control issue here. That you're trying to control your husband, control your wife, but if you both mutually agree and talk about it and realize that this is not about control, I'm not trying to control you, you're not trying to control me. And it's just the idea being that I want to be more transparent. I read and, and listened to an interview of a couple, not a Jewish couple, where the husband basically said, I have my internet history for the past five years open. I did not delete any of it. My wife could go in and see every single website I went into the last five years. No porn, no nothing. It's freeing. I'm not hiding anything. It creates an openness. It creates an honesty. And if I slip, I acknowledge that I slip. And you, this way you learn to be careful with all your online interactions. And of course, there's, filters are important and all these things are important regardless. But I'm just saying as a general rule, if you a couple decides between each other, we're not trying to control each other. We're not trying to uh, be domineering with each other. The reverse is true. We're just trying to be vulnerable with one another and to 
be open with one another, so we should be transparent with each other and be more open with each other. Because the truth is, is if you're interacting privately and your spouse, husband and wife is not knowing it, and you know that if they would be there, you would be uncomfortable, that means it's probably something not 100% kosher with that particular interaction. And it's important, I think, also for many couples to have also what we call financial transparency and openness. An openness, for example, I know one couple basically said they agreed that when they make big purchases, they made a number. They said $100, $150, whatever it is. Anytime they spend more than a certain amount, they make a, a commitment that they talk to each other about it. And the truth is, there's a particular couple that said that they used to do this when they were, let's say, financially tight, so they really needed to be on a budget anyway, and they made a deal with each other, you know, small purchases here and there we could do without letting each other know, but anything we make a little more significant based on our budget, we're going to tell each other, talk to each other about it, get permission from each other, and be open with one another about it. Now, does that mean, now for some people who take it the wrong way, would it seem like it's a controlling type of thing? Maybe, but if you both agree, that it's not a matter of control. I'm going to freely give permission when I need to. It's just that we're transparent with each other and you invite each other into your lives, even in your financial interactions, that creates a special closeness. And some couples said, by the way, that they started out doing this when they were financially tight on a budget, but then later, even when, when they, thank God, were able to afford a lot more and they were able to spend a lot more without putting uh, hurting their pocketbook. And they have the ability to spend $500 here and there when, you know, when they want it. Nevertheless, they continue this practice of confiding with each other beforehand, talking to each other beforehand. I want to spend $100 on this or on that. And they talk about it in, in the open. It could become a beautiful thing. People think that it will limit them. It will cause a control issue. It will cause that I'm, you know, trying to be in charge of your life. You're being charged. You're micromanaging each other. But it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Because you know why? Because trust is earned. And the way you earn that trust is by being vulnerable. And by being vulnerable, that means you invite the person in. You invite your husband or wife in. Because the truth is, is when you set those boundaries from the, to protect the outside and you agree to talk to each other about things, whether it's the financial spending of one another or your texts or your emails or your social media, if you have that, then of course I recommend it not to start and if you have it to really limit it. But if you already have it, that you're open with it, the other one could see everything you do and vice versa. The benefits of that openness outweighs any type of uncomfortable sacrifice that you think you're making. Because ultimately this trust creates an intimacy, creates a closeness that could be very, very beautiful. So that's basically the message of this particular share to create boundaries, mutually agreed boundaries with one another, to make a dharam of how you speak and interact with the opposite gender. You are open and transparent with each other in your financial transactions and in all other transactions, not in a controlling way, but in an open, vulnerable way. And that really, if you tune yourself each other to do this, that you will experience a closeness that, you, that, you, that many people don't really realize how close you can be. If you get to that point and you get to that point of, 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 of valuing every single interaction that you do, that, of course, for our Kaddish Baruch Hu, 
but also for your own spouse. We had shiurim of in the workplace how to interact and feel like you're a married person when you're out in the world. This is really complementing the shir that those shiurim, but it applies with everything that you're interacting. You're honoring your husband. You're honoring your wife with every single interaction that you have with the outside world because you're loyal and you're faithful and you're transparent and you're open. And that openness with one another creates a special matana of closeness to one another. Have a wonderful day.